but you got an office anything else on that? Uh, sorry, I thought you were... This um, is going great. So, Nafis, how's that vaping going? <laughs> no, this is just. Sorry, <laughs> 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 right, Nafis. I love the vaping boys. <laughs> vape Nation. We out here. Welcome back, podcast listeners, for episode number 13 of Not To Be Technical, our 15th recorded episode. We're back with the normal crew. It's your boy, Knopf, in the mix, and we got Charlie and Gary. And uh, returning to the pod, we've got anonymous listener number one. Can you give us a quick what's up? What's up, everyone? I know you're so happy to have me back. Hell yeah. Oh, people love you, dude. They are happy to have you back. I'm happy to have you back. I'm going to speak for Gary. Gary's happy to have you back. I can Nonsense. speak for we're, myself. We're so I'm very happy to have you back, anonymous like listener number one. This is the first time you. we met up on the pod since we talked about John McAfee, which was an insanely unpopular episode, but hopefully we can get some better subject I, matter in here today. I will have you know, we've heard from a few people that episode four and five with John McAfee that actually did enjoy that topic. Yeah. And anonymous it's polarizing then. I got feedback in person this weekend that it was somebody's favorite and they were weightlifting and almost hurt themselves. <laughs> this is true. I've heard the same okay, feedback. Stand corrected then. Well, Novice, well before we got continue. On this episode? Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what's up. So for uh, this week's episode, we're going to jump into some follow-ups from the previous week, either from engagement on social or jumping into some previous topics that are revisiting. Uh, And then from there, we're going to jump into this week's trending tech and ending it off, uh, you know, answering a question from one of our listeners, uh, which is about how to find contractors using different apps or just something you can find on the Internet. Hell yeah. And then the one other thing too, if you're new to the podcast and you know maybe you haven't heard it before, we always do around here is we make sure we find out from the office, how the hell are you? Oh, well, this is new. The new <laughs> update is I finally met anonymous listener number one in the flesh. You did. And it was hot. It was, it was sensual. It was everything I dreamed of. You gave me quite the steamy sensual hug that I've just been, I've been fiending in general. <laughs> Did you feel the same way, Novice? Is this it doesn't one? seem like Novice felt the same um, way. Is that reciprocated? No, he was moaning. He was hugging me and he was moaning. I, um, he was I have a confession me. to make to everyone. Um, this crush that I've been discussing on previous episodes might be anonymous listener number one. I'm a little jelly over here. You know, like a few people are going to believe that too, right? Like there's going to be people like, oh, wow. Like, no, I was just sure about the one in office. I didn't know. I didn't ever guess. Oh, wow. Well, they, they should. That would be me. Anonymous listener number one and off. <laughs> Hottest couple of 2021. You already know what it is. I put, put it on IG, made it official. Now, that's not the only <laughs> update that I've got from this weekend. Uh, the other update is uh, I am now a uh, proud... Uh, navigator passenger of a Tesla who this owner might be I'm going to leave anonymous but man I feel like I own this Tesla myself 
you are a very proud navigator of Tesla in office. And if, if I was going by recent social media activity, I would have thought that you were the new owner of a Tesla, but that's not the case. In fact, it's actually another person on this podcast. Isn't that right, Charlie? That is correct. Uh, my Tesla delivery date was Sunday, much to Nafis's delight. Uh, we very quickly started driving it, figuring it out. Uh, one thing I do think is really interesting about the actual delivery date. Uh, so it's a Model 3. I got it uh, at the dealership in Fort Lauderdale. But the process to get a Tesla, like to actually pick up the car, like trade in your other car, this thing took me three minutes total. I walked in there. They almost like didn't want to talk to me. It was just like, oh, like, are you trying like, okay, dude, like, yeah, right, just sign here, man. He's like, yeah, you got like, do you want to transfer your tags from the old car? Where's the old car? Okay, I'm just going to check the odometer. Like, oh, sweet, dude. All right, yeah, you're set to go. That, that was it. <laughs> that was the whole thing. Like, I, I feel good. like they have to be trained to do that. I feel like it's got to be a part of the vibe. Almost how like Starbucks like writes the wrong name on purpose for like when you like get what? like a Starbucks. They do that? Yeah, like if you like if I say like my name's Nafis, they're gonna like purposely well, my name's also more difficult. But if you've got like a, a name that's like kind of normal to try to write it wrong so that way it's like more for like marketing vibes. That's training from Starbucks? No, but I'm saying like they were training. Oh my god. Wait, because <laughs> someone's gonna post it to social media that they misspelled their name. Is that what you're exactly, saying? Exactly. Yeah. So like then that training, you know, sales right agents or whoever is no, like so I, there. I get the I don't feel like it's intentional, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm know. getting at. Like, is this real training uh, at the Starbucks? Uh, oh, I have no clue. I'm making this up. Oh, great. But I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it was. Well, in any event, I did like your limited fake Tesla customer service guy, Charlie, and I am happy for you that oh, you got your impersonation Tesla. of him yeah and it was, yes yeah he, and it sounds like the process was just as smooth if not smoother uh than anonymous listener number twos that's from back in episode i don't remember uh that is correct anonymous listener number two gets theirs tomorrow so that oh, is very nice super we're exciting Tesla buddies you know she also or, or uh, he or she is also having a baby this week. So congratulations to... Wow, exciting. That's a lot going on. Uh, Is she going to have it in the Tesla? I think that's the plan. Uh, And it might be the gentleman who helped me out at the dealership that might be delivering the baby because he's very good at delivery days. So I think it's going to go well there. Another part of the process you talked to me about over the weekend is you said that they actually ended up giving you like more money than you thought for your your old car as well, right? Yeah, so... You know, Cats out of the bag. Yeah, I traded. So I traded in a car. You know, I was getting the values from all the different you know dealerships around here. You you have Room. You have what is it? CarMax, uh, like Blue Book, whatever it all is. Like I, I got all the quotes for it. Tesla came in about five k higher than everything else, and I, I gave wow. accurate information. Uh, but they don't even look at the quality of the car. Like, you know, there's a few things that certainly, you know, they could have looked at and be like, oh, you know what, we're going to ding off like, you know, this amount because of this. Certainly I had a few of those things. They didn't care at all. I don't, I don't even know if the dude like even started my car. I think he just really turned it on like and uh, looked at the odometer and that was it. That's all he cared about. He said, oh, the odometer's good. You're good to go, my man. Uh, and he gave me the most insincere congratulations at the end as well. He's like, oh, yeah, like one more thing. Like, congrats, dude. And I'm like, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so how does the like, do they actually deliver it or do they deliver it to a place? So and in you some go get areas, it? they'll deliver it to your home and then they'll just take a car if you have a trade in. Like, you know, you just drive away in it. Uh, not the case here in South Florida. There's a few different locations. Um, I was to Fort Lauderdale, like a showroom or whatever. Uh, so I just had to drive there and do the whole thing. 
So very cool. Congratulations, Office. And, and I will say, like, you know, I, I'm very happy. I, I love the new car, but Office is the one that's pretty much just telling every single person in my life about the car that I got. It's it really is a Hey everybody, Charlie got a Tesla. It's cool. It's all black, has black rims. Everything so are you sold is, on it now in office? Are you going to get oh, one dude, for I'm sold. Soon? Now I want one. I don't know if I'll really get one, but... I think you'll get one. Just being in the passenger seat feels great. Yeah, and I found out I think, today I can charge it for free at work, which I did not know before today. Oh, very nice. So I essentially very will nice. never have to pay for... If I if I time it right, I'll never have to pay for driving. Well, I, the, the listeners can't see an office, but he has enough plywood behind him. He could probably sell that and buy a tesla uh probably I and mean, maybe thick if i sold it a few months boy. ago thick with two c's that's right he's just hoarding it all i mean we live in south florida it's hurricane yeah. season this, this guy's got like he's like a home depot over there uh, i'm more partial to lowe's actually this is a lowe's household yeah lowe's only only Lowe's. Jesus. <laughs> it touched a nerve there. Sorry. <laughs> you did. You did. Well, I'm glad that you had a great weekend. And honest listener number one, uh, a new purchase for you. I think everything sounds great. Uh, but there are a few things I want to follow up from the last episode. Uh, one, so Gary, I assume you had an excellent Labor Day weekend as well. Uh, you know, many drinks to be had. I, I know you couldn't come hang out with us. Uh, you had some other plans going on, totally fine. We don't have any animosity towards you. We're not upset at all. I know anonymous. You guys have around. so much animosity towards me. We, you guys have so much animosity. I, we had a group chat. I knew. And I had, I had <laughs> 28 messages in that group chat, and they were all just literally people disliking all my messages. <laughs> I've I never had such that. hate. It made me feel so bad when I was going back home. I was like, oh, my God. I love these guys That's all so un- much. And they're disliking the hell out of They're downvoting me into oblivion right now. That may or may not be true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that did happen. But I, I also, you know, on our last uh, episode, you know, we kind of closed the saga with uh, Harry Potter. You know, we found out you're a Hufflepuff, uh, you know, class member. Uh, you finished the That's series. Right. Uh, all great news. Uh, but you need to move on to a new series now with the wife. Uh, so it seems like that new series should be Twilight, based on everything we discussed. Yeah, just, just logically, right? Just yeah, logically, Twilight, I, I, I think know. I think it's the natural next step. It, if you ask me, it is me. the natural next step. We have fans that want this to happen. You know, we're getting tons and tons of communication sent our way about this, including a poll which concluded that sixty-four percent of our listeners say you need to watch Twilight with your wife. Your wife was one of the yes votes, by the way. Uh, you were one of the no votes. So I don't even count that though, Gary. <laughs> so, uh, what are you, are you going to uphold what the viewers want here at the podcast? I mean, I can do that. I'm willing to take the L on this one. Um, I can't promise that I'll have them all done by like next week or something like that, but I will get around to it. Do you happen to remember the last time Gary was uh, convinced to start a series with his wife and what he said originally? That he doesn't love fantasy, or what did he say? Oh no! He said that he, he can't promise anything that he won't watch the movies, and then um, that he watched them all like in a week. Four episodes yeah. deep. So, uh, <laughs> so, so you think I will get done with them in the next week? Is what you're saying? The next week's a little aggressive. You know, you, you might be a little yeah. busy. I, I think by the end of September, you will have seen all of, of Twilight. With yeah, life. Uh, I would agree with that. Twilight, Twilight doesn't seem to be on the same level as Harry Potter. Like, uh, what's her name? Curse. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. She's not great. 
She's, she's not great. It's no, Kristen not. Stewart. It's definitely Kristen Stewart. Wait, Kristen Stewart. The girl, what's the oh, girl you confused me, Charlie. I believed it. Hermione her, is, oh, is which her, one? Emma Roberts? Emma Watson? Watson? Uh, who's Emma, uh, Emma oh, yeah, Watson? Emma I always Watson. confuse them. I always yeah. confuse the two of them. But Kristen Stewart has been terrible in everything I've seen. Ouch. So I don't I don't think you were gonna enjoy that one too oh. much here. Lord of the Rings seems like a better better <laughs> go. Twilight but, we need to hear well, about that's it. what that's what I originally planned on. That was kind of like the next progression after Harry Potter, it seemed like, but I guess that'll have to wait. They gotta it's go. Gonna have to wait. Gotta go with what what the people want. Yep. So that that's the first follow up, and you hear it here. Gary will be watching Twilight. Thanks to the fans, we'll get some updates there. We'll see if he's Team Jacob, Team Edward. Uh, you know, what do you think about you know the diamond skin in the sunlight? You already know what it is. The next follow up we got here is we talked about location sharing on our last episode, and you know a lot of people share their location indefinitely with their friends. A novice and I tend to do that. Uh, we started including Gary because he felt bad on the last episode with sharing locations. So now we share it with him. Um, I share my location indefinitely with anonymous listener number one. Is this true? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't. I wouldn't even know how to look at that. It is true. <laughs> That's why you picked him, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, according to the poll, 65% of our audience does not. Sh- they do not share their location with their friends indefinitely. So it's actually a good amount that do uh, actually share it as well, though, with all their friends indefinitely. Uh, all is a lot. Um, like, you know, a few select makes sense, but yeah. I still feel a little weird about it. You know, I can do maybe towards the end of the day. But again, that's that's a lot of information to share. Speaking of information sharing, um, in our previous episode, uh, we discussed Apple scanning photographs that you might upload to iCloud for, you know, particularly, um, you know, illicit photographs of maybe young children or any sort of type of abuse. Um, and we discussed it being one, I think we all, you know, on the pod um, had negative views towards it. We thought it was a, an invasive uh, you know, way of getting into people's privacy, but um, a Trojan it looks horse like, of sorts, right? That's what we were calling yeah, it. Yeah, Trojan horse of sorts. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like Apple has walked this back and reversed its course of action. Um, so, what do you guys feel about that when you hear that in general? Do you think, you know, this was something that was pressed on them, or do you think they just, you know, acted too soon? Yeah. So, and just as a, a very quick recap, so they were going to scan in everyone's iCloud photo library. Images looking for child sexual assault, you know, victims, imagery, things of that nature. So, of course, a, a very valid reason to try to use their technology for the greater good. The Trojan horse comes in where this actually opens it up where they can just scan your images based on their own AI, algorithms, whatever they need, you know, without you allowing them to, right? So, I personally think that the the general reaction of the public, which seemed to favor more so not being favorable towards this invasive, a Trojan horse. I agree with that. It makes sense that they've rolled this back. They kind of worded it where they're, it wasn't sure if they're saying they delaying it or like, you know, whatever, like they didn't like fully walk it back, but they said they're not going to push it with iOS 15, which should be out this month. So I think it was a good move on their part. It's probably one of the only negative things that were really coming up with this iOS release. Uh, But I'm sure they'll try to find a way to sneak it back in there in the future. Maybe when it's not, is publicly criticized. No, I, I I think it's one of those things that they probably talked about behind closed doors and they were like, well, let's roll it out and see what happens. And if they get enough crap about it, they reel it back in. But probably, yeah, bring it back eventually. 
sneak they'll it in sneak there somewhere, it in there, baby. You know, they'll, they'll find a way to do. It. A Trojan always gets in there. Is, is that right? Is that what they say? No, I'm not the one to ask here. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the one to ask? <laughs> the one who uses it. Steve Jobs. Can't ask him. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, Jesus. In, in, in other Apple news. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. In other um, Apple news, Steve Jobs no longer with us. R.I.P. Sorry, I was looking for the date. In other Apple news, Tuesday, September 14th, there's going to be a Apple event, uh, probably to discuss the new uh, maybe Apple Watch, potentially the new AirPod Pro 3s. I hope not because I recently just bought the 2s last year. So I think that's just, you know, you know, skeptical, um, but probably the iPhone 13. Um, and then again, in addition to what Charlie said, um, in the next couple of weeks, iOS 15 is also going to be dropped. Um, um, but with, you know, speaking of the Apple Watch, with this new iteration that's coming out, Charlie, I think you know a little bit more about this, but they seem to be dropping some more health features. Is that right? Yeah. So iOS 15 has a lot of really cool features coming out. One of our earlier episodes, if you look through our catalog, we kind of went over some of the biggest things that we're excited about. Uh, but when it comes to the Apple Watch, the Series 7, which is expected to be at the event, um, they're going to add a few more health features like a blood pressure monitor and a thermometer. More recently, this is already out. They actually have a blood oxygen kind of uh, like, I guess, monitor where it'll tell you how much, you know, the oxygen level in your blood. Is this something that I, I think we all have Apple Watches. I'm not sure which series, but have you guys used any of these types of features before, like kind of the health monitoring apps or... So uh, I, I definitely use the like one, just the heart rate one pretty often yeah. just to kind of see where I'm at. Uh, I think that's pretty normal. But I use the blood oxygen one a lot during one week in particular. Um, so it was at the beginning of 2020, uh, around the end of January, I had gone on a snowboarding trip. Um, and this is when still COVID was still a thing. So one, I was, I was concerned of whether either I had COVID or I would catch COVID. And then there was also high elevation. Um, and it would probably be the only time my blood oxygen was in the low 90s. Um, so there would be times where it'd be like 90 or 91. And I know that like if you're below 90, that's when it's suspect and you should probably go to a hospital or something. So when I would be at 90 or 91, I would like sit still and then just like take a few deep breaths. And then I'd like bump back up to like 96 or 97 percent. Can't tell you how accurate that is. I would like to hope the temperature one would be pretty easy to gauge, but the blood pressure one, I don't really know too much about health, but that one seems a little suspect, at least in the meantime. Yeah. I mean, when I think of a blood pressure monitor, like I think of the thing that kind of puffs up, squeezes your biceps a little tight, you know, you get the little, sometimes maybe at the doctor's office, they'll put your finger in the little thingy and they're like, all right, you just relax. Yeah. How, how's the <laughs> Apple watch going to do that? That makes no sense. It's going to be suspect, but it make but it does make sense though with COVID, you know, the pandemic, different strains coming up. That you know, these types of things are probably going to be around for a while. So a thermometer makes a lot of sense if it can accurately do that. Blood pressure is good to have, uh, but the blood oxygen, yeah, that's that's one of the biggest use cases. If you have COVID and you want to see if you have symptoms or any something wrong with your respiratory system, where you would need to have you know go to a hospital. The blood oxygen level is actually a very good thing to check, like you said, looking for those levels. Yeah. And and what I've also read about some of the health stuff that they're looking for is um, one, you know, they're checking for like uh, one, they're checking your heart rate, among other things. And I think they've been also checking on like data of, 
you know, if you're skipping heartbeats or if you have like different, like, I don't know, issues with their like arrhythmia. Um, now, I don't know too much about this in detail on the health side, but from what I've gathered is that they've got a lot of data on this stuff and they're now trying to use this data, hopefully to uh, maybe actually make this like, not just like, hey, we have this device, don't really go by it, but we kind of check, you know, these types of stats and, you know, if you're trending poorly, um, then we'll notify you. But uh, I think they're trying to move in the direction of getting approval by the FDA where they might have some legitimacy in this sort of space, uh, which I think is actually pretty exciting. You know, um, you know, at least for me, uh, I'm a big proponent of the Apple Watch. Uh, I think um, spending money, whether it's like wh- whatever the cost is, like three to five hundred dollars, I don't really know off the top of my head. Uh, I think it's absolutely worth it. Um, even if it's not the most accurate data, just getting a baseline idea of like, you know, how many times you're standing in a day or something, how much you're exercising or your baseline calories, uh, I think it's a big deal. Um, I think it's better than having zero data at all and being able to have numbers to trend. Uh, and even if you use it for a couple of months. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think that a lot of the the health features that they're going to have in iOS 15 are, are definitely going to enhance it. We talked a little bit about it on that previous episode, but the watch is a huge component of that. The more that they can get into there, the sensory uh, technology in there, it, it's really cool. I, I also think it's a little suspect at the same time. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Some of those. You, things, you, like, how are you going to track that? You got to you got to take it with a grain yeah. of salt, right? Like if you're if you're getting the watch, like I mean, if you're primed for an upgrade and you're on like maybe the third version of the watch yeah definitely go for it awesome um but otherwise it's it's not that big of a deal agreed but you know what so apple was kind of was in trouble for a little bit right with uh we're not in trouble but a lot of people uh didn't like that they were going to be looking through photos and they were moderating photos right so another thing that kind of came up uh in recent news this past week is with whatsapp where people were upset that moderators can actually read your WhatsApp messages in certain use cases. It, it obviously, what were those use cases or earlier in particular one? Yeah, so I, I was reading about this. I saw this blow up on Reddit among some other news sources. So ultimately, the headlines that seem to be like coming up on. So like one, WhatsApp is known for like having tight end-to-end encryption. And what all the headlines were saying is like, Oh yeah, you know Facebook is decrypting messages or whatever. Um, all of this is, I think, just sensationalized. I think ultimately, what was going on is um, if you report a message in WhatsApp, what actually happens is they forward that message to Facebook and probably a moderator, as well as the preceding four messages in the thread, so they have some context. What I've read is that at least the statement from Facebook is that that forward to that moderator is then taken and then you know re-encrypted you know, end to end to wherever it goes in Facebook. So you so could Facebook just send like four like, back-to-back messages like suck my ass moderator. And then like that's <laughs> <laughs> those four go through to them. I hope so. Yeah, if you're pre- planning to report someone, I think that would yeah. be the way to go. But <laughs> this is honestly kind of dumb, right? Where it's, okay, you're, people are upset that these messages won't be encrypted and someone could read it, right? But like, what do you expect when you report a message to happen? Like if you're reporting something like what is just magically going to like, you know, that person will stop whatever you're reporting them for. And like, like someone's going to review the messages. They're going to need context from the conversation. So, I mean, if you're truly looking for some type of communication that needs to be so anonymized that that could never happen, you know, maybe WhatsApp's not for you. A lot of people did use it, I guess, for those types of things, apparently. But 
this like the outcry that I've seen about this, it, it just seems unwarranted. It's just very logical that a moderator will read reported actions. It's it's to me, it's hilarious, especially because uh, so Charlie and I have this like inside joke. Uh, I, I don't. It's, it's hard for me to even articulate. I think it's because sometimes we share screen a lot or we go through motions. Um, I can articulate I will, it. I feel like pretty easily. Oh, take, please take. Oh, play, dude, please so, take. So the this lead. is what happened. So maybe you know, Nafis is scrolling through his newsfeed on his computer, on his phone, whatever social media platform it may be: Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace. Doesn't matter. Whatever an office is on, not Twitter. If yeah, actually, he doesn't use Twitter too much. But really, no, no, no he doesn't. I, I don't. know. He should. But any, I, every, not his listener number one shaking his head, nodding, very, very his upset. Head. SMH. But uh, what an office will do is, let's just say we see a photo, very wholesome photo, maybe from a, a mutual friend or acquaintance of ours, and he's like, oh, he's like, should I report this? Uh, or he just starts reporting while he knows I'm watching, right? Like because we're talking about stuff. Uh, it'll be, you know, it could just be a very nice photo of maybe anonymous listener number one in his family. Uh, and this is not one of the examples, by the way. And he'll just report it. He'll report <laughs> it for, I don't know, uh, crude language or uh, there's a ton of abusive things. Uh, but this is a, you know, Whatever I'm very early in, the moment. in my friendship with Nafis. I learned that this is one of his favorite pranks to do in this situation. I, I do it very rarely, only like, uh, I would like you to know that this prank is only with you, Charlie. Oh, uh, if we'd okay. even call it a fr- prank, it's a prank. So, <laughs> but I'm just thinking about whoever is getting all these reports yeah. from me. They're like, "Oh man, Nafis on it, back at it again." <laughs> you know, just reporting another wholesome photo. God damn Who it! Who keeps reporting Gary Mann's LinkedIn updates? <laughs> so, is that part of the algorithm that's like, "Oh, this guy's always like crying wolf," and we're just going to stop like paying attention to his reports? I don't know. It should be. I hope not. Your, yours should definitely Hopefully not be you, listened Charlie. to. Well, I, I don't do this that much. This is kind of a, a novice driven prank. No, I'm saying for the reports that you receive. Oh, I don't think he reports me from my knowledge. Oh, uh, that's, I have that, not actually That was my understanding you. of what the prank was. I thought novice was reporting you. No, this is other people that we both know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if you're friends of novice on any social network, uh, just for his you're own amusement, you're getting reported often uh, for various things. Oh my gosh, this just remind me of another thing. Uh, so I feel bad about this, uh, but I'm going to say it anyway. So this happened at work last week. You know, for our audience listeners and for the guys in the pod, um, I, I recently quit vaping. But uh, there's a skill that uh, congratulations, uh, okay, congratulations. Yeah. Yes, you left a pause um, there for us to congratulate yeah. him, and we did. I, it I, like did, I did. Thank well, you. R.I.P. Vape. Congratulations, Novice. How long? Um, it's been uh, two to three weeks. Uh, I'm past well, the scratching my neck. Two or three, though. What? Uh, it, it is. Uh, it, it is closer to two. I see. Okay. What's your What's your new vice going to be? Um. I don't know. It's either going to yep. be like hoarding plywood. Uh, hoarding plywood is one of them. Uh, it could be eating hot fries. Um, <laughs> it hot could fries? be uh, yes, because I, I, I suppose that is healthier. Really not what I expected. That is one of the things I did. I think I bought hot fries as a comfort food, and I was eating them during the lunch day or like the during the day. And Charlie was like, "You're not allowed to eat any more of these." And then took them away from me and put them back to my desk, which I then found earlier today. It's not real food. Uh, it honestly is not real food, but it makes me feel better. Okay. Um, meanwhile, on the topic of discussion, there was a, a coworker of mine who um, has the same habit of vaping. And, and I noticed it. I know, like, you know, he wasn't actively doing it, but I, I saw the device on his desk 
And, you know, I approached him very seriously, very solemnly. And I looked him, you know, you reported him. Yes. I, I looked deep into his eyes and I told him uh, that vaping is not permitted on the premises and that I reported him to the authorities. He looked right back at me and just said, OK. And I thought he just called me on my bullshit. And then I walked away. Uh, but I found out quickly afterwards uh, he freaked out. Um, he then, you know, engaged with fellow coworkers being like, Hey, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. He ran over to a sales manager, spoke to them. He, you know, asked them, Hey, what's going to happen? Like, did I like, you know, how can I, you know, remedy the situation? That guy had no idea what was going on, of course. And it was just like, you know, whatever an office says goes. Um, so he is completely concerned. Uh, eventually I came back over and apologized to everyone and told them it was a joke. Uh, but they were quite concerned and confused you raised the alarm for a second yeah no, this, i'll have you know it was very hurtful that you didn't talk to me first before you reported me at work <laughs> uh, i will next time thank my you. apologies charlie it was, i, I, so I not, saw that coming charlie i know it was too easy. Office, the, the, the kind of it that you are do you like do you see people like where they go on their computers like websites emails what do you what, what do you what do you see an what IT do you do guy? Um, yeah, Mr. IT. When, when it, when it comes to stuff? access, I do have access to all of the things that you've mentioned, but more so than often, what I tend to deal with is probably like this super trivial thing that probably pisses everyone off, myself included, is like an email filter. We've got this filter that's supposed to stop from phishing scams, things like that. But really what ends up happening is like people are messaging a client and the client responds and then the email gets blocked and they're like, hey, Noff, can you help me out and get this email to me? And I'm like, yeah, give me a second. And then I've got to release this email to them. That is the uh, most exciting part of you know me viewing what happens in the background. Well, my, my bigger point was just that you just report in general all day. Oh, yeah. Every day, it's your job. It's your being. You do in your free time. You're just a snitch. Uh, wow, I, I might be a snitch. Well, you're a little brother, right? I am the little brother. Okay. Did you snitch on so. your sister? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I didn't. I used to be uh, quite a loyal little brother. Nice. You know, I she used to sneak out a lot time. when we were younger. Now I'm snitching, but she used to sneak out, and what? I'd be there. I'd be locking. I'd be locking the door behind her. You know opening it late at night and be like, all right, you're back in. Don't worry. Don't tell anyone. I was a snitch. My si- I caught my sister. Like she skipped school. A dude dropped her off. She kissed him goodbye. She- we got a call from the school. So that she went- and I was like, yeah, because she got out of the car. With this <laughs> <laughs> and then her... And then her friends were like, you could be so cool if you just stopped like snitching on her. her. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just playing my role. I'm not I'm cool. I'm not cool. I'm trying to be cool. I'm a loser. <laughs> no, I don't think you're a loser, anonymous <laughs> listener number one. Thank you. Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of snitches. Um, yeah. Did no, you guys see about this new Girl Scout cookie that's out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Adventure Fools. Snitch. Oh, the snitches. Yes, yeah, snitches would be a good Girl Scout <laughs> name. What if it was a Harry Potter crossover with the Golden Snitch? It was oh, like a golden that's right. Cookie. There's snitches in Harry Potter too. That's right. You got to catch wow. the golden snitch, baby. That's right, because that was that was in the first movie. So you actually did see that. I saw the first four movies. I'll have Charlie, you, you can't give away. You can't give away free ideas like that. Uh, Come on, that's you get true. Paid for it. it is. But sorry, Novice. It seemed like you were going to segue into something else there, and uh, we kind of stopped your roll. Yeah. Speaking of snitches, 
Um, in, in similar news to some of the other stuff we were talking about, whether it's uh, privacy invasion, um, scanning photos, things of that nature, I think the thing that's kind of put me on the most edge or rubbed me the wrong way is some recent news that's come out in Australia. Um, so from what I've kind of dived into as I've read more into articles about this is that um, Australia has been navigating closer and closer to being more of a surveillance state. Um which I've never read in any other words until more recently. I thought Australia was always a very chill place to be um, that has a lot of spiders among other types of wildlife. But recently, what they've pushed uh, through as legislation through their parliament and and within very quick, um, rapid succession is new um, levers for the police and other legal authorities to one, be able to access people's social media accounts. Uh, in addition to that, they're able to, if you're a suspect in a crime, they're able to modify data that you have on your devices, add, delete, um, do really strange things. Um, so, and, and the key thing there that really makes me uncomfortable is like, hey, if one access is one thing, right? Um, that's the one thing we're all trying to block is the idea of having access or control. One, social media accounts is a lot, but then being able to access, you know, you know, information on your device. But I think the key is modifying it because when you add in this criteria of modification, it's like if you're deleting info, you're removing context. If you're adding info, it just feels like you're planting information. Um, that whole scenario feels very suspect to me in Australia. And I didn't know this was a thing. Um, this is just like a news article that I came across. And it, it's very recent in the last week. Uh, is this something any any of you guys have heard of? What? Cool. Sounds very good. <laughs> the last thing I would note on this is really the same justification that they're using here is very similar to what Apple said when they were scanning iCloud photos, uh, where it's to fight, you know, against like child abuse and um, things of that nature. They kind of bucketed the same thing where it's about fighting child abuse, uh, a fight on terrorism, uh, piracy, tax evasion, things of that nature. Um, I feel like they bucketed a lot in there, but really I think it's a load of horseshit. I don't think any, like th there should be not this much privacy. Yeah, so they, they literally can just go in and collect whatever information they want. Uh, that's subject to whatever the warrant is. Right. So they can literally just whatever they want on your device or your network, and then they can change it up and copy it. So that like of all again for being like a huge country as well like it's pretty it's it's unheard of to have something like this actually pass and be implemented. So I, I do agree with you, Dolph. That is huge news. I, I don't think that would happen here as blatantly as it has in in Australia. But is that something that has any chance of actually becoming the law, or that's just like being talked about? Um, it uh, is a surveillance bill that's passed through the parliament. Um, okay. And it doesn't have a lot of safeguards in place currently. No, that is that is pretty crazy. And I think that's a lot scarier than like Apple or any big company, you know, having access to your data, even because like, you know, they're not like a nation state that has like an army and police yeah. and yeah. stuff that they can like mobilize <laughs> to go put you in jail, you know? So that's pretty crazy. And lots of spiders. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I think the bigger things to worry about really uh, worrying about people's computers when they have flying wolves. They have flying wolves? Flying. Wait, no, flying foxes. Oh. Sorry. Flying fo that sounds like a nice pet to have. Yeah. Is there flying wolves in Twilight? <laughs> you know, like, in a way. 
Ooh. In a way, it can jump really high. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Have you actually seen all the Twilights? I have. Or you? Edward takes okay. an American Airlines flight across the country. <laughs> a flying world. Spoiler alert! Spoiler. Edward's not a did, you know there's, did you know there's flying snakes? Is this a snakes on a plane joke? Why are all these flying animals happening? Look up! Look up! Look up! A flying snake. They can fly like seventy-five meters, and they're terrifying. <laughs> 75 meters. And they're in Australia, I'm guessing? No, I don't know. They're in in India, so I'm never going to India, but Mm, same here. I'll say Snakes on a Plane is an underrated movie. Really? I've actually never seen it. I've seen it. Please don't put up a poll asking if I'll watch Snakes on a Plane next. That'll be coming up soon. Great great poll idea, Gary. Link in the description, yo. (laughs) Sorry to derail you. We really got derailed there. But they, yeah, they do have huge spiders in Australia. You're right. And dingoes. Anything else on the uh, scary dystopian surveillance bill? Or are we good? Kangaroos are really scary too. You know, they'll, oh, they, they can, can gut you. They can disembowel the fuck out of you. Is that right? Yeah. I know that from Ron McGill. Oh, Ron McGill is Zoomiami Zookeeper. Very knowledgeable. Yes. Right. He is. No, he, he is. He also taught me they have to use both their legs at one time. They can't like use one leg, like mm. kick you with one leg. Nice. They kick you with both. Yeah, it's like, like, dexterous. Or like a drop kick. Noffice is so pissed that we got derailed so much right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm just <laughs> I like, like I can see it on your and face. And on to Twitter. <laughs> if anything, there's more work for Charlie. So how do we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we are creating more work. So we were talking about flying. We're talking about Australia. OnlyFans. We we don't have OnlyFans today. Wow, but you know this what? is we the actually, first. Yeah, we do have something like OnlyFans potentially, though. So in some trending tech news, Twitter, maybe the version of like Twitter fans, where they could have called it, they came up with a very creative name here, Super Follows. <laughs> Super Follow is uh, certain Twitter accounts will have a, maybe a specific feed or content from their Twitter profile that only these super followers can see after they subscribe and pay for access to this exclusive content, a la OnlyFans. So they're getting in on the game. Uh, Anonymous listener number one, I, I know you're a, a huge Twitter user. Um, do you see this working there? Uh, is there explicit content on Twitter where this could be monetized? Or is this something where it would be a little bit more PG thing? Uh no, it's not going to be PG <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, I, yeah, I definitely see it. I definitely see it working because what a lot of the OnlyFans creators do on there is they post, you know, five, ten second clips, and then they go, "Oh, if you want to see the rest, it's on my OnlyFans." So it'd probably be a lot cleaner and streamlined to just be able to say, "Oh, the rest of this content is on my, you know, super follow." tab or however it's going to be set up is this going to be like built into like twitter itself or is this like link you to OnlyFans? it's built okay cool yeah honestly that makes a lot of sense to me and so you have to pay for a certain amount of what is it called again i'm sorry super likes super follows super follows yeah yeah you have to pay for it like it's five dollars per super follow per month or something like that uh, I don't know the pricing. Maybe it's or I guess it depends on the person. Could depend on the person. Could depend on a lot of things. But uh, I can't think of a single thing I would super Very follow good. in my life. You wouldn't super follow me. No. So what if I gave you? So <laughs> when I immediately heard this, I thought this was like useful. Like I thought this would be like, yeah, people would definitely love this until uh, anonymous listener one, number one said that. This would only be for non PG content. Well, no, well what else like would it be used for? Who's going to pay for? 
Like what type of PG content would people pay for? So people do actually support on Twitter at least. Yeah. People do like to support whether it's a podcast or like an artist or something. And you know, they'll, they might, I could see this working for some things. Uh, Spotify and Apple podcasts, for example, you can now pay a subscription fee to have like a, be like an exclusive subscriber of a podcast, right? Where you get like exclusive content so I, I see Twitter kind of going on this train as well. It's not only going to be like explicit content. They might not even not allow it for explicit content. I, I don't know the rules and regulations there. But um, but yeah, it, there are people that do like to support certain things and, and they would pay for it. I'm not one of those people. But, you know, if there was something I really was passionate about and, you know, it, it was a way to support, you know, the, what they're doing, their project, I would consider it. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. writers that put their stuff on Patreon. This is certainly going to go a lot better than Twitter fleets. Oh yeah, and every well, my my timeline misses Twitter really? fleets. My my, I see I see probably three tweets a week that say I miss fleets now that they're gone. I don't think people realize what they had until they were gone. Because the <laughs> night before, there was a whole debacle with Twitter fleets where I think it was like August third ish that they disappeared. So the night before August second, people were getting real wild in the Twitter fleets. They were posting their <laughs> their dongs and their breasts, and for free. And they were posting a very yeah, for yeah free. very free. They're posting cleavage pics. Cleavage. There was lots of thirsting and yes, Whoa. yeah. That that's not, if you're looking that's to not send some cleavage uh, tweets, please send them over to at not to be tech. <laughs> Link in the description. We're not that kind of podcast, Noff. We can be. <laughs> well, I re- one of the reasons I brought up Twitter fleets. So, Gary, this platform might be more your speed. You know, LinkedIn has stories on LinkedIn. Have you ever seen them? I did not know that until you mentioned it just now. So they've had it maybe like a year or two now, maybe longer. I don't know. But they're going to remove their stories feature as well, which nobody likes on LinkedIn. Like nobody's posted yeah, a story on LinkedIn. Or I like, think I was just making fun of that this weekend with you. I was like, oh, yeah. Music. So I don't know who posted a, a story on our LinkedIn feed. It must have been someone we both know. Uh, Noff has probably reported it. We might have made fun of you. Absolutely. If, if it was reported. you, we apologize, but not really. But even LinkedIn knows it was shitty and they're, they're removing the whole feature because of you (laughs) but but they're removing that but you know what they are actually going to implement um i don't i don't see myself using this i could i see how it's similar to clubhouse and twitter spaces uh linkedin is introduced and this is a decent name for the product although i don't see myself using it office hours and what office hours is it's essentially a live webinar where like maybe it's a video room or an audio room and you just join in with the experts live. You're in their office hours, you know, and that's that's what it is on the professional network there. So, Gary, you think you're going to host a little office hours on, on LinkedIn? That, that sounds terrible. Off? So it's so it's for like sharing like what professional knowledge or something. You want to network? I, is it networking? Yeah, yeah. Is that what you it's for? Wanna... It's like it's you a... know when people oh. have like a little like like why you would host a clubhouse, right? Like maybe you know there's a crypto person. They're like, oh, we're gonna talk about crypto on Thursday at three p.m. in like my room. Right? I guess but I just feel like LinkedIn isn't the right platform for that. I, I mean, I, I generally feel like LinkedIn kind of sucks anyway. It's basically nothing more than like a recruiting platform, like. For like you know, people to find jobs. I think that's basically the the only use case for it, honestly. Well, so I didn't get the clubhouse feel. Like I immediately thought it would be more like a Twitch feel, 
if there's streaming involved. Uh, is, is it audio only? That's not audio only. I don't know if everyone's okay. video will be visible or not with the office hours. It appears so, though. It seems like people can join. It, it, it does look like yeah. a Twitch type of thing. Yeah, so like what what's weird about the last couple updates we just talked about, it just feels like these boundaries in the internet are starting to dissolve. Like Twitter is now getting only fans related stuff and now LinkedIn is trying to get into this like Twitch related realm, which I feel like they've been trying to do for a while. They've been trying to like market how to like take classes or whatever, yeah. become a part of things like master class related things, but um I feel like it doesn't always worked out with LinkedIn. I feel like uh what Gary mentioned a second ago about it's just really a recruiting platform. And um I, oh, sorry. Sorry. It's I was just going to say it's just like if nobody like likes to work for the most part so like i'm not gonna spend my free time like on linkedin you know looking like if i'm like looking up stuff that i'm interested about i i don't think most people are gonna try to find that on linkedin i guess is i would I'm say saying. i think what i, I kind of disagree a little bit i think i think linkedin is a marketing channel and when i say marketing it's not just for literally marketing to people a marketing campaign you're marketing yourself so you obviously you want to have it updated like a resume if your industry calls for it. Uh, you know you have your photo, you share things from your company. But the social network part of it, I, I think, actually is somewhat valuable. You know, if you have connections, people get a new job, you congratulate them. Maybe they share things going on in their industry. So I could see in the accounting world how maybe there's not you know breaking accounting news to trend. You know, in public accounting, perhaps, or uh, <laughs> perhaps, you know, that, that's just uh, things you keep to yourself internally and for your clients and, and what have you. But, you know, when it comes to marketing, <laughs> IT. It's your accounting voice. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I don't have a, I don't know what my accounting voice is, but uh, I guess it was that. Yeah. In the marketing world, there's a lot that you can share on there. You can, you congratulate people. I see you share some things here and there too, Gary. You know, you, you go on there once in a while. I see it. I like your post. Yeah. I, I, I'd be sharing job postings of my firm because they give me a $10 Starbucks gift card every time I do so. <laughs> is that right? Really? That's smart. Limited to one per month. <laughs> so we should expect one job recruitment post from you every month. That's correct. Actually, there might be more coming down the pipeline because they're doing a special where you can get five raffle entries to a $500 gift card if you do five up job posts per month. Wow. So, so yeah. the, the raffle Sounds is only technical. for the 500 or is Very there, technical. Is there other things in the raffle? You're just a spam yeah, bot, just spam basically. Bot. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. So I so someone gave a hot tip the other day for uh, LinkedIn. I don't know. You guys are more f- familiar with this than I am, but they said don't put your resume on there because then when you apply for a job, you can kind of morph your resume is not stuck on there. You can kind of, you know, maybe curate it to be a little more geared towards whatever you're applying for. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want to upload your resume on LinkedIn. I think that feature is kind of uh, obsolete because your LinkedIn in itself is a resume, right? So you kind of just, you have it more profile based, a little bit more conversational, high level perhaps. But yeah, if you're applying to a job and you're using a resume, you definitely want to look at that job description and kind of highlight the certain skills that apply to that more than maybe another company. So that is a really good tip, actually. Uh, the other tip I would say for LinkedIn that I'm surprised a lot of people don't know about, which Nafis and I, we must utilize, is, oh. is the privacy settings. So I believe by default on LinkedIn, if you are to click in... So if I were to click into Gary's profile, uh, and he also had his default privacy settings on... 
it would say Charlie Schultz has viewed your profile. Now, uh, I don't want that. I mean, if I'm clicking on someone's profile, like, you know, I just want to be able to look at someone's profile and like them not know that. So there is a feature you can enable where it's like anonymous viewing, where you turn it on and it'll say someone has viewed your profile, but it won't tell you who has viewed your profile. So I think Knopf is very soon after I first met him, learned about this feature through me and he was amazed. He was like, I can't believe I wasn't using this before. Uh, and I found that to be the case of other people as well. So I did want to share oh, that. I, I... I very much remember this. I remember Charlie telling me, hey, can you search this person? And I was like, no, of course not. They're going to know I saw their profile. And he's like, dude, you're an idiot. Like, you can turn that well, off. I'm isn't like, there, can't they still what? see it? If they have like LinkedIn premium, can't they see it no matter what? No. So good question. So the way it works is you won't be able to see who has looked at your profile unless you're sharing like unless you have your privacy settings where you will also show up on other people. So it's kind of like a give and take thing. Like if you're going to be able to be shown as a viewer of someone else's profile, uh, the only way you'll get that information on your own profile is if you keep that up, right? LinkedIn premium, what it'll allow you to do is still stay anonymous, but for the people that have it turned on that someone else will see when they view their profile, you'll still get that data without having to share it yourself. So LinkedIn. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it it won't expose anyone who doesn't have the privacy setting turned on. It's not going to do that. It's just going to allow you to not have to turn it on yourself with LinkedIn. So if I turn the privacy setting on, I'm good no matter what. Correct. You're good no matter what. That's great. Premium, not premium. LinkedIn CEO, maybe they can see it. Uh, Steve Jobs probably can't see it, but other people probably won't. No one Australian government can probably see it. Australian government could get it and manipulate it. Uh, RIP Steve, by the way. RIP Steve. That's a good tip. And a lot of people don't know that apparently. So I think with LinkedIn, like it's... So Gary, I, I, I think LinkedIn is definitely mainly a recruiting tool, right? And I think there's a lot more to it. Uh, than just that, but I can see kind of why you had that per, uh, perspective that you have, but it, it's such a, it's an easy platform to find other people professionally, see what they're into and stay connected with them. Right. So I think one of the, and, and I'm kind of trying to tie this to kind of our main uh, topic here from one of our uh, listeners, but is there something that's that easy to find people and connect with for something that's maybe not just professional networking. And what that would be is actually maybe trying to find a contractor, a handyman or something of that nature. So that was the question presented to us. We have a few uh, you know, platforms that we recommend and have used, but Gary and anonymous listener. So for any work that you need, maybe around the house, or you have to hire a contractor, a handyman, a plumber, you know, what is, what is your go-to for how to find someone and if you already have someone you've been using for years or something, like how would you go about finding someone and feel confident in that choice? I don't really have a go-to platform or anything. It's usually just word of mouth. If I get a recommendation from somebody I know, I'll use that. Otherwise, it's just Google. I know I've had a couple projects around the house. We, we bought a house a couple of years ago and it just basically went by you know the Google reviews. So I don't really know. I'm interested to hear about the platforms that you guys are going to recommend. Yeah, I think I'm kind of similar where my family has done so much work over the years on their on their house. I kind of get a lot of recommendations because I live nearby. Yeah, I, I've had a lot of not so great interactions. So I'm also interested in maybe, uh, you know, finding out the platforms you guys are going to bring up with it as well, because I've had bad interactions with uh, painters. Uh, landscapers, 
you, you name it. They, and my parents have had issues with people building their, their back patio that taking, uh, you know, a half a year to get done after you've already paid half the money, et cetera. So I'm also interested in finding out, uh, some of the platforms available for finding people. So are you people. sure word of mouth is going well for you, anonymous listener, with all those issues you've just presented? Uh, the the people like like the painter did a good job in the house here. He painted the inside, but he was he was an asshole. He was a huge asshole. Uh, it's hard to not get along with us here. We're pretty easygoing, and he did not. So we're very courteous, especially someone doing work. And he was an asshole. Uh, yeah, I've had I've had good experiences word of mouth. Like I just had yeah. the outside of my house painted, and it was a guy that my brother in law recommended because he they did his coworker's house, and I've had some good experiences. Got it. Well, if you had to go find someone to uh, to do this, so you don't have a go to platform, then it's just you're kind of asking, right? Not, exactly. Yeah, I don't. How about how about you, Nafis? Do you, do you? I know you have like a handyman you use for everything, and you bring them up all the time. <laughs> Yeah, so um, definitely. I've got a family handyman who's been helping my family for years. He's the man. Uh, he's definitely become a little bit more elderly in past years. And uh, overall, like he's got more things to handle. So I'm definitely in the market uh, for someone who can assist with like little things here and there. But I've definitely had someone who's helped out. Right. But um, at least in the past, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm careful to go jump ahead, but I, I feel like I might've used a platform or two that you might be alluding to, mm-hmm. you know, later on. Do you want me to just jump in, Charlie? Well, no, the, so the reason I was asking is I, I think it's good to get the perspective of like where everyone, you know, why they've used it or haven't used it before, or like how they, right. So word of mouth yeah. works very well if you're still around where you grew up in, right. Which I think the majority of us or, or you three have, right. So I'm still in my general area, but not quite, right? Like I'm a little bit further yeah. away uh, from my parents' house. And, and also there too, like my dad also kind of took care of a lot of the stuff too. Like we didn't get handyman that much, except for it was like AC stuff, things of that nature, maybe plumbing. But for me, uh, what I was, uh, or what I found when I moved was a couple things. One, there's a f- few different platforms that I think are really good. Uh, I think one of the earlier ones that you guys might remember back in the day was called Angie's List. Have you guys ever heard of that? Oh, I remember that. I, I did. And then it, it just it transformed. So it transformed right? into, I think, called Home Advisor. Or like They like partnered with Home Advisor. Yes, and I remember that. As of March of this year, they rebranded. They launched a new app called Angie. A-N-G-I. So I guess Angie's List... like. Angie just wants to not be as formal anymore, you know, just a little nickname for it. But A N G Y. Angie hit different. Yeah, it does Angie's hit a little, little different. different. They, had to, they had to go back. But it was a very, it was one of the first iterations of being able to find a contractor, a plumber, things of that nature uh, online. And they, they really pride themselves, or what they did at that time was really good reviews, very authentic reviews from people that have actually utilized, you know, what's on there. So I haven't used this app specifically since they've relaunched this year, but it was something that I saw recently came up that is something that a lot of people are using. Uh, they're kind of getting back in the game here. But essentially how it works is it's almost like a dating app for contractors of various things. Maybe it's a handyman, a cleaning service, electrical work, etc. You go in there, you can see reviews from people. Uh, it's free to get a quote from them. Uh, But Angie and a lot of the other services as well will charge the contractors every time they bid on your own project. So that's how they make their money there. Uh, But that's that's one of them. 
Uh, the other one is... Uh, I thought you were going to be swiping left and right on contractors when you brought up the dating analogy. No, as, as fun as that would be, I, I don't <laughs> think that would... Uh, I don't think they have that functionality just yet. Oh, yeah. George is looking real cute in those overalls. Yeah. Swipe yeah. right. George can definitely <laughs> fix my sink. So do, do, do they have, like... Sorry, do they have ratings yes, on there? Yes. Or like, what's their... Because, like, I know right now the uh, contractor you know businesses are booming everyone's building uh supplies are hard to get uh i couldn't even get paint samples outside of my house so i'm wondering how responsive they are and if that affects their you know on them on these apps with where they get ranked if they get feedback so this is interesting with angie's list i would assume if they're having to bid for clients and there's a charge when it comes to that um then that incentivizes people to actually like speak to customers instead of just like automatically applying and then like never hearing back from someone uh, because they have something to lose there. Um, that's my assumption, Charlie, but you know, you can speak more toward that. Yeah. So I think that's probably part of maybe the way that they operate Angie uh, specifically in terms of having it be legitimate, not just spammy. You know, they really have to kind of work on the bid and, and actually pay for the, each bid. But I don't know for sure how that structure works, you know, a hundred percent. Uh, but this is the one I have the least experience with. I just saw that they recently relaunched. I remembered it being kind of one of the original ones in the game back in the day, like dial-up days, right? Uh, but there's two that are huge right now. And these are the two that I have experience with. Uh, one of them is called TaskRabbit. Uh, TaskRabbit is, I would almost liken it to Fiverr. And if you don't know what Fiverr is, Fiverr, the general concept is you pay $5 to someone to do a task, a lot of it's digital. Sometimes some things might not be, but like maybe you need someone to like, you know, compose a very quick song for you or something like that. Like something that you feel like should be worth five dollars. It's not always five dollars, even though five is the name. But that general concept is kind of applied to TaskRabbit, where in terms of the way that they kind of make the website look, it's like, hey, this is how much you want to spend. It, it you can look through all the options in your area. It's also interesting with TaskRabbit, how they, um, or, or one of the things that I first heard about TaskRabbit from years ago is I ordered stuff from Ikea and I elected to have them build it for me because it was a, quite a few things. Like I was going to get something mounted, like a TV unit type thing. Uh, and so I did it through them. And I found out through talking through the, the contractors that came out that they are actually from TaskRabbit. And that Ikea just outsources all that type of stuff to TaskRabbit. Uh, so it's it's a pretty big company. They're definitely one of the bigger ones there. And you actually, if you go on their homepage now, it says in big... I didn't see this before, but they have 1.1 million reviews. They're partnered with Ikea. Uh, so I think going back to Nam's listener, what you said is what I like about these types of platforms is they're verified customers of each of these contractors. They have to post reviews. They have to have some type of business together. And if you are shopping around, you know, Google reviews, sure, like you can get a good feel, especially if there's a lot of them. Yelp, same thing. But something like this, it's just so easy to look through things quickly. There's lots of filters. You have your criteria. You, you give them a project and they come to you or you search them out. So it, it's a really easy platform. Uh, but that all being said with TaskRabbit, it, it, it was a fine platform. I've liked it the few times I've used it. But the one that I really like and I recommend to people is Thumbtack. Uh, so Thumbtack is the same concept, but I just like the way they do it a little bit more. Uh, it, it just seems a little bit more authentic. I like the reviews. Uh, there's lots of different things on there that you can get, you know, whatever type of services, whether it's, you know, electrical, plumbing, 
general handyman, stuff outside that realm too. But all of it is very much verified and legitimate. And I found those reviews to be very helpful. I've hired movers off of there. And and it was probably the best movers I I had ever used before. There was a lot of good reviews for them. They have a really good app as well. And that's the thing I really like about Thumbtack. There's great notifications. There's great communication between you and the contractor. Uh, In the app, you can text them back and forth. Uh, it's officially like accept your thing or deny it, ask more questions. So I, every time I've used it, I've gotten a contractor very quickly or, or whatever, maybe handyman service, whatever. So it's, I love Thumbtack. Whenever there's something to, to utilize like this, that's my first go-to and I'd recommend it to anyone. Yeah, Charlie, when you brought up Thumbtack, that just like really brought me back in time. So um, in the past, like so Charlie and I work in a a real estate firm and I used to work more in an operational role. Um, And there was a time where I had three different apps, you know, installed on my phone. It was um, one Thumbtack. And then I have two others I didn't really use too much. One was called Tackle, um, which I guess is like to tackle a task, but it was spelled like T-A-K-L. And then the other one is Handy. Um, just like for like a handyman. Uh, but I use Thumbtack more than anything else. And really where like the use case came up was, um, you know, we had a property that we had ownership of. Um, and then we had gotten a code violation for the grass being super long because, you know, we weren't managing it properly. Um, so then I had gotten, you know, gotten the task of like, Hey, like we need to get this code violation removed. You have to kind of like go through the motions here. And, um, that's not something I did in my operational role. I was sitting there kind of like, wait, what? Uh, I don't have anybody, you know, as a contractor who is able to just go and cut the grass in this area. That's not just like, it's not something that was, um, sort of under my realm of expertise. So then that's when I downloaded all these different apps. I went through Thumbtack because, um, the people there seemed to respond really fast. And then overall, it was kind of similar to what Charlie mentioned. There's reviews. You can kind of go through the vetting process. I usually jump on the phone with a few people and first see who kind of like, meshes with my ability to communicate with them and see if we're on the same page. And, and overall, my experience was uh, very positive. I remember specifically in that use case I mentioned, um, the grass was cut. They sent me pictures. They showed me everything that was done. Um, and then what I think happened was um, very shortly afterwards, there was like a hurricane that hit that side of Florida. Um, and then I did not hear from them, uh, nor many people, uh, for a little while, but I did not hear from that vendor until like months later where like, I think they were training someone and they were like collecting on unpaid debts. And then they called me and I was like, yeah, 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 we'll pay for it. And we got it taken care of. But, um, it was very close to me not paying for a bill. Use thumbtack. Yeah. I, I, let me tell you the people that sent you the pictures of, of the lawn saying, Oh, look what we did, etc." Guess what? If you're a landscaper listening to this, I don't like you. <laughs> because what what they'll do Get is that they'll give you that they'll give you that kind of service for like the first three or four months. And then after that, yeah, basically their their mantra is get fucked. <laughs> they show up whenever they want. They don't reply to text, you know, even when they have read receipts on. And then they, they reply like five days later saying, Oh, sorry, I just got back in the town. Oh. <laughs> so guess what? If you're a landscaper listening, it's going to eat my crumb. <laughs> so there's a honeymoon phase. There's a honeymoon phase with landscapers and then it just falls off. Definitely. It really is like a dating app, Definitely. isn't it? And it you, can, you can pay them on time. You can be nice. You can wave You can't always just go by right. like the landscaper who has the best abs or whatever on, on the app. That clearly helps. Yeah, they're, they're, maybe they get bored of doing your lawn. I don't know. 
This is the first time an honest listener number one has ignored such comments about abs and someone's <laughs> attractiveness. I didn't see an office's abs this weekend. Someone's going to leave like a one-star review on Apple and be like, they had me up until the point where they talked about on landscapers. Like my great-granddaddy was a landscaper. <laughs> my great-granddaddy. <laughs> now, I, I hate to add this, Charlie. You know, we kind of mentioned a few different um, services that, like, do this. But I, I, an, another service, honestly, that has worked really well for me, um, and this is particularly in areas that are less populated, um, so I don't know if, like, people are using, I, I guess, these apps, would be Yelp. Um, Yelp might not be super great in areas, especially like down here in South Florida, uh, where there's probably like a dime a dozen service providers for just about anything you could look for. Uh, but it was quite helpful for me when I was kind of managing rental properties up like uh, in like Northeast Florida, where there's like very small population in some of these cities. So I would say Yelp is still an option. Um I I've definitely used it. It's helped me out, but I would also say that I've also gotten bad service providers from them too. Uh, it, it is kind of like the luck of the draw. Yeah, it's it's very hard to get like, especially for you know contractor or handyman, whatever it may be, to get a lot of Yelp reviews. It's a lot to ask for for someone to go on to Yelp, put a review, do it consistently. Like you might be able to get some insight versus other people, but. Uh, but yeah, I'd say it's definitely an area by area basis. And especially now with the amount of people there, they are gravitating towards handy, TaskRabbit, Thumbtack. Yeah. Uh, and it, it might be different now in those areas versus when you were doing that before too. But the Thumbtack, what I really like about these services is it's so well integrated to get that review afterwards, right? Like they're prompting you. Yelp, they have no way to really know if you've used that service or not unless you use like some integration with them. So let's say you know you use Thumbtack, you get some work done, some landscaping, and then it's like, hey, how did your landscaping go with George with the abs? And then anonymous listener number one could be like, oh, the abs are great, but the landscaping was even better, five stars. And then you're done. <laughs> it's like you, you don't even have to think about it. The app's prompting you. You're helping out George. So there's... It, it's just way easier. And that's no, it makes more, sense. Yeah. You're right. I, I didn't go back to Yelp yeah. unless I was giving a bad yeah. review when I was yeah. like, oh, I'm getting charged for pest control after the pest control service was done. Like, yeah. So um, now before we wrap things up, anonymous listener number one, do you have any final thoughts, comments, angry diatribes about anything? Uh, Except landscapers. We already uh, heard that I don't one. know. Yeah, no, no, I'm pre- I'm kind of peaceful this week. I'm nothing off the top of my head. I don't know. Once we get off, I'll probably think of five things that are really pissing me off right now. But excellent, <laughs> well done, well <laughs> beloved podcast Nailed listeners. It. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever medium you like to listen to podcasts the most. Uh, but even more importantly. Follow us on Instagram at not to be technical as well as Twitter and not to be tech and look forward to a very soon coming TikTok handle where we'll be producing That's content. Right, we're going to TikTok, Again, baby. I didn't know that. That's exciting. It's I still coming. have never downloaded it. Stay tuned. It's coming, baby. Can't wait.